We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by WinBet, uh, our exclusive gaming sponsor all season long here on the Rotowire series of podcasts this fall. Jeff Erickson, Chris Liss here. The team of Destiny moves on yet again. They don't get as much help from uh, other people, but it's still a pretty good week for you. Losing uh, all those people in Minnesota had to be nice. Yeah, uh, team of Destiny had the Eagles. It wasn't too much of a sweat. Maybe early on, Jets were uh, scoring points, and then they kept missing the extra point, which was nice. Um, yeah, it was good. Uh, it was nice to see uh, Jared Goff, who I started over Matt Ryan in the league that I have Jalen Hurts, and this is a playoff NFFC team, uh, probably. Uh, so it was a big deal that I made the right call on Goff over Ryan. And I, I, the tiebreaker was that Goff, I realized, it's a contraction of a go off. You know, Goff, yes. go off. So once I realized that, I knew I needed to start Goff. And not only did he, uh, you know, produce fantasy-wise, but he uh, knocked out five people on the Vikings from the pool. So there's now 23 left. Fortunately, the uh, the Broncos won- I mean, lost last night. Um, but 23 left. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's good to be alive, and it's good to see a couple other people perish. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I was on the Chiefs last night in my double elimination pool, and then – well, I'm in, in two of them, actually, and one of them I had the Rams because for, for some reason I still had them. So it was an obvious, easy coasting win. And then, of course, the Chiefs, they won. They weren't great. You wrote about this. Uh, their offense still isn't awesome. It's still kind of eh. Um, but the defense is, you know, really kicking butt again. Uh, and is, was it really as simple as moving Chris Jones to the inside? Is that really what did the, changed everything for them? I guess. I mean, the Broncos actually moved the ball a little bit. Like it wasn't that bad. It was just yeah. that Bridgewater just threw these dumb interceptions and like that, that really terrible. Like when they bumped into the punt return, they bumped into the guy and they called that a fumble. Like the guy was like blocking his own. I mean, now next time I'm just going to throw the guy's teammate into the returner if I can, while he's trying to fair catch the ball. Um, so there was a lot of like just little things like that, but I thought the problem was, you know, the chiefs moved the ball pretty well. But Mahomes, like, he had some drops. There were some drops that were not his fault. But his touch is just not that good. You know, it's like he's Brett Favre out there wanting to sling the ball around and do stuff, and they're trying to make him into Drew Brees. And defense is like, okay, you got to be Drew Brees. you got to have the perfect touch everywhere. And mm-hmm. his receivers, I think, are a little frustrated too. And plus, 
you know, Pringle and Robinson, those guys aren't good. Hardman, it's really only Hill and Kelsey. And so they become a lot easier to stop. So uh, it's it, the Chiefs are not out of the woods yet, but their defense did play well. But also the Broncos, I mean, Javante Williams played great, but the rest of them just didn't really step up. Judy had a drop. Um, it just, they, they just, they had a chance and they just couldn't really, uh, you know, they just made too many mistakes. Well, how about that sequence at the end of the first half by the Broncos? Yeah, you know, deciding to go for it, uh, like, you know, running the – and they weren't quite sure what they were doing on that go-for-it play, too. Uh, you know, and so, you know, they, 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 they were moving uh, Williams around like three seconds before the snap, and then he got stuffed. It was like fourth and two. It wasn't really like fourth and inches either. Right. They, they really weren't committed to it. But here, here's the whole I'm, – I'm also I'm always on team go-for-it, but in this case – Less than two minutes, you don't get the advantage of field position. Right. Um, I say they could have. I think they should have just taken the points there. I was cool. They went for it twice. They went for it on fourth and short. They went for it on fourth and eight, where they could have kicked a field goal too. I was fine with getting the touchdown against the Chiefs in that game. You know, they were down, I think, thirteen three at the time or something like that. And it was ten three. It wasn't even. It was ten three. I would. I would have. I'm fine with them. I mean, I could see them kicking the field goal, go ten six. That's fine too. But I had no problem with him going for it. But like when it's fourth and two, I don't know. Williams, he, he was he's great, but he had to like run around a lot, you know. And, mm-hmm. and the Chiefs defense was getting a lot of penetration in the backfield. It wasn't just like, you know, you want to have a straight ahead play on fourth and two. You don't want to like dance around or something. And Bridgewater's just not good enough. He's not quick. He's not very fast. Right. Um, he might have been a little injured. Like he, he's just not like a good quarterback to have on fourth and two. Uh, it was, yeah, they just, that, and uh, who else made a terrible uh, for, oh, it was, I can't remember who it was. Oh, the Lions. Oh, the Ravens. It was the Ravens in to get the two-point conversion. It's like, yeah, Lamar should have hit uh, Mark Andrews on that play, but it's like, that might have well been fourth and seven, fourth and goal from the seven, not the two, if you're going to call that play. It's like, if you got two yards and you have Lamar Jackson, like, can't you just like do a draw or something? Or like, I don't know. It just seems like too com- complicated to get two yards and well LeBron i think goes- it was a bit of an rpo and tj watt read it and put right. a lot of pressure on, oh, on he just had to get rid of it too quickly yes that, i think that's exactly what happened okay. is that just he they, you know jackson didn't have enough time which is why he didn't make a great throw andrew's right. got a hand on it but it was going away from him just, there. i mean that that's yeah he should just loft it high though because it, it's like a high throw you know mm-hmm. a little arc has more more room for error Whereas a line drive throw, if it's off, it's off. He's not going to get it. For sure. So anyway, but anyway, back to the uh, back to the Denver game, though. Yeah, that was. I mean, I, I, it's not going for it. It's just when you see plays kind of fail from the outset that don't even come close. Um, I mean, I guess you could just say the defense read it well or played well in that play, but um, I don't know. You just you should be able to get a play that has a chance. That's all. Just have a yeah. chance. So the decision by the Ravens to go for it. I, I have no problem with that. Uh, I think they were worn down. I think they were beat up a lot. And they, remember, they played a long overtime game earlier this year against the Vikings. They, they've ha- they've had they've been in the wars. They've had lots of injuries. They lost both corners in this game. I think that's a big part of that uh, calculation there too. I think they had a chance to win the game. They did it. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with the decision to go. I, I also agree. Like it, you're you're helping the Steelers. You're helping yourself. You're like let's just do this coin flip now because you know, it's going to save us all a lot of uh, aches and pains and and difficulty if we just settle this here and now. So I do agree with that. A lot of people said, I know Sislowski passed on a note saying they have the best kicker in the history of the game. So 
If it comes sure. down to that, that's an advantage. But Boswell had a bad game that game. But Boswell's that been drilling point was hideous. Oh right. my god! But but Boswell's been drilling fifty plus all year. Boswell's been like a low key one, you know, not as good as Tucker, but one of the best kickers in the league this year. Look at Boswell; he's kicked a lot of long ones too. I don't think yep. that's a. I mean, it's an advantage. Um, obviously, it's a coin flip who gets the ball first. Uh, you don't mm-hmm. have much secondary to stop them. The Steelers been, were the team that was driving in the second half. Um, I don't know. Lamar wasn't playing very well. Uh, the, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think this, I think that the, uh, if you're a four and a half point favorite going into the game, you're what, a one point favorite in overtime. I mean, I, I think it's okay to go for two. I just, yeah, maybe it was just that Watt made a great play and blew up the play, but it just seems like that throw that would be the same thing on fourth and goal from the five or seven as the two, you know, it's sort of like if you were on the five, you kick the extra point. If you're on the two, you might go for two. They, they, they basically <coughs> executed a play that was as though they were from the five. Perhaps, perhaps. I just think it's like they, they want to go with their, like throw it to his best target. Right. So I, I think, I think so. Uh, but anyhow, um, yeah, I thought that was, that was an interesting decision. Interesting result, obviously. Yeah, all sorts of wild results like that uh, where, you know, tough decisions and some blew up spectacularly. You know, the Lions, I mean, going for it on their own territory while protecting a lead, that was interesting. That was the right uh, call, say. though. That was the right call. It was totally you think so? Right call. Yeah, totally. Why? Because there was four minutes left in the game, right? And so if they get the first down, they can win the game. They can run out the clock. If they don't get the first down, there's a short field. And Minnesota, um, you know, even if they score the touchdown, which they did, um, still is going to give them the ball two minutes left to win the game, which they did. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the timing made it perfect because if you punt, you basically have Minnesota run out the whole clock uh, to win it with the field goal if you punt. But if you get it, hey, you can run out the whole clock. And if you miss it, you probably still have time in the back end, which is what happened. It was definitely the right call to go for it. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I didn't think so at the time, but. And it yeah, was one it, yard. It was like a short, you know, they, they just couldn't get it. I mean, they got stuff, but. They ran that pass play. And, yeah. you know. All right. Yeah. I can't remember. The, yeah. It was a. But they, they easily, would they throw it short of the sticks or what happened? I can't remember. No, he got sacked on the oh, play. Got, right? All right. Golf. Oh, he fumbled too, right? Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. He golfed. Yeah. It was the golf. Yeah. But golf, redeem, go off, redeem himself at the end. The, the Vikings, I mean, oh, the coverage on the touchdown. I mean, I, mean I, was, I wanted to see that result, but, oh, it was painful watching that coverage. Playing like 10, 10 yards off um, on a seven-yard pattern, basically. Right. And he's only in the end zone. I mean, you know. Yeah. It's, it's like, only your room. game. If yeah, you, it's, it, yeah. So awesome, though. That was just so awesome. They made And they, they drove so methodically, and they got down to like – they even threw like a little out to get down to the eight-yard line because golf doesn't have like the cannon. Even like the 15 or 20, the angle you have to take to zip it in and the end zone is hard. Whereas you get down to like the eight, you don't really have to like the angle widens quite a bit. You know, you don't have to like throw it nearly as far and um, anybody that's open, you can zip it in there. And he did. And what a great, what a great finish. And uh, you know, it helped my fantasy team. It helped. We knocked five people out down to 23 people in the Circa. Um, So it's still 23. We're not, you know, we're not in the finals yet, but we're, we're almost done with the, uh, this is the marbles, and we, we need to get to the uh, the walk across the bridge. So. Is there a tiebreaker if there's say three people that make it all the way through? Yeah, the, I no, there's no tiebreaker. You just split it if you make it okay. all the way through. And oh. I, it's a little di- I, oh, so we have the Broncos available next week, this week, and they're 
and I don't want, I won't tell you the, the odds, but I thought, oh, right. that's no brainer. They're home against the Lions. Lions just got to win. But there's other teams like the Giants play the, the Giants with Mike Glennon are at, at the Chargers and the Jaguars are at the Titans. Like, wow. I thought we were going to be like, Copious oh, we're, options. We're, we're on an island, you know, with like this one good option. Everyone's going to be screwed. But now I looked at it. And I'm like, oh, there's, there's a lot of options this week. And I'm thinking, okay, the, the real kicker is Christmas Day. Christmas Day is a beast. Uh, a few people have the Packers left. Like t- actually, like half the people have the Packers left, and they play the Browns at home on Christmas Day. So that's okay. going to be the that's going to be the, you know, the easy. That has one. a whole Cowboys Raiders sort of. You know, like, it does. It does. Bit. And there's also the Colts are at the Cardinals, right? And we mm-hmm. have the Cardinals available, but I think we're, we we also have the Titans and Niners available who play each other on Thursday night, which is part of that slate. And I think we're going to save the Niners and Titans and just we don't know what the line will be in that or who's going to be favored even yet. But just make sure we get that right and then pull the Cowboys. You know, one of them will be the Cowboys. But that will knock out some people. But, like, this may go the distance because there's too many uh, there's too many good options left. And there's got to be an upset this week. There's got to be, like, you know, the Giants beat the Chargers or the Jaguars beat the Titans or, you know, or something like that or the Lions beat the Broncos to knock people out because um, there's a lot of good options left. Yeah, there are. Uh, but you know that that Christmas thing. I mean, that's none of those. None of those three games are good games, right? Well, the and Packers Browns is pretty good. Packers at home. If if the be. Packers need it, I mean, I assume they will because there's 18 weeks, so 16 they'll need it. So the Browns at Green Bay. I guess if it's like a horrible weather game and you got Nick Chubb just like road grading them, maybe that maybe that'll work. But um, it's the Packers will be seven point favorites, I think. And then in the right. You know, the, the Cardinals may be six-point favorites, but I don't want to mess with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you know, just Right. A, That's just danger. Danger. Yeah. And, and you know, and so, I mean, probably Wentz will give it up. But then the Titans-Niners is going to be a real, you know, a, yeah, they're all bad. We'll see yeah. who the Titans still have left and who the, right. the, the, and Niners, who the Niners have left. Right. It's, it's weeks away. But that's yeah. that's the week where there may be some, you know, some untimely demises. Indeed. Uh, Before we start talking more about these uh, and some of the games that happened, a quick note from our friends at WinBet. There's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire. It's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with Rotowire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for Rotowire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, Money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round-robins, live betting, and so much more are at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette. Double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in seven states, Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. All right. Here we are uh, talking about uh, you know week 13, talking about uh, Survivor. We haven't really talked about the, you know, the team of destiny and getting by, you know, riding the back of Gardner Minshew against the Jets with the Eagles. What a beast, Gardner Minshew. Uh, what a great man he is. And he played well. I mean, he, he was accurate. He threw the ball away when he was in trouble. He didn't make mistakes. Um, the 
the Eagles ran the ball. The Jets' defense is terrible. I mean, the Eagles, the, the Jets actually look good on offense. The first three drives, they got touchdowns. They missed the extra point on all three, which was hilarious. So they missed the extra point on the first two and then went for two and failed on the third. So they were up 18. They scored 18-14. They were up. But the Eagles kept scoring too. And, uh, the, you know, Miles Sanders got hurt, which is too bad. He was looking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Eagles just played well. In the second half, they shut down Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson showed a couple signs. Elijah Moore is by far the number one guy there. Davis right. got hurt again. He's just now targeting him early in the season. Um, Zach Wilson wasn't using more, and it was only Flacco and and White Lotus that did it. I finally finished White Lotus on on HBO. It's excellent show. But White okay. Lotus, Mike White, uh, could not uh, was actually targeting more, and so did Flacco, and so did I think even uh, Josh Johnson. But Wilson just wouldn't, and now he is, and it's you know he's he's a top twenty receiver probably at this point, uh, but the Eagles just ground them down, played defense in the second half, and dominated and. I felt so confident about this pick. They were only five point favorites with, with Minshew at the when when it tipped off, mm-hmm. and I, I, it's always dangerous because you know our song. You know you got to fear the underdog or you will not survive. But I just was like, it was the perfect setup. The Eagles had lost. They're going on by next week. The Jets had won. Um, Minshew was was is a solid backup. The the Eagles were going to play hard for the backup because they they couldn't rely on you know you're going to play harder when your backups in there. Uh, if you're playing a doormat, it's like we got to get this win. Uh, we all have to do extra. It was just like the perfect setup, and they played great. And the defense didn't show up till the second half, but it was just like I, I just wasn't nervous for this game for some reason. I've been nervous like for the Falcons and the Bears. The Bears, I was the most nervous. Um, and sure. This was just so clean. I just felt like very – I never really was too concerned. Well, I mean, it started off with some character building. The Jets had that big kickoff return to start yep. the game. Uh, they score on their first drive course they miss the extra point you're like okay this is some team of destiny stuff yeah totally they missed their second extra point they go for two on their third and don't make it i mean there's all these you know like every time they're scoring like ah, okay we're behind but it's only 18 14 now we're not down right. seven we're down four and you know that, that, well, and, and also like there was a fourth down that the uh eagles went for and then uh they were like an inch short a couple inches short and Sirianni challenged the spot, which never works ever. And it worked. I could not believe it. We yeah. just like had the team of destiny going like, can you well, believe we that, won a spot that, challenge? That never happens. They got that cheap PI. Uh, uh, get, keep a drive going for Goddard there. I think they, they like still three or four kicking, calls. But, yeah. There were a lot of calls that, that we got. It was like the refs were on our side. So it was, it was awesome. I mean, yeah, they got some help, but they played well. Minshew's a, a beast. And uh, Jake Elliott hit all his field goals. I mean, like some of them long. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't miss a field goal. I mean, that's a that's a huge advantage. So yeah, um, as we've seen, I mean, the Jets can't even convert an extra point. Yeah, it was it was big and uh, it, it was great. It was easy, and then the Vikings losing. I, mean, I would have liked to see some more losses, but there was no. You know, the Eagles were the most heavily used team. And here's the thing about the whole pot odds thing I do for Survivor. It's great. Like knowing nothing else, um, you obviously want to use the team with with the best pot odds, the team that's least owned. But the Vikings had better pot odds than the Eagles. We had them available. Actually, the Cardinals had even better pot odds and we didn't use them either. Uh, but, you know, it's better to just win. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the first requirement is to win. Uh, and, you know, if, if the problem with just the pot odds is like, yeah, the, you want to look at payout, but like survival is paramount. So um, it was great. And, uh, and we'll see you next week. You know, we have some choices and hopefully, uh, I don't think, you, you know, you were joking in, in Twitter saying like people glommed onto the Eagles because of our pick, but, I don't think they did it because of that. I think there's some very strange things happening. There's a million dollar bonus in this pool, which we can't get if you go all 20 weeks and survive. And you got to use the you got to use the Bucks or the Chiefs on week 20. And 
week 20 is week 18 because the Thanksgiving and the Christmas had weeks. Right, right, right. And like, like really, you're not going to use the Bucks or Chiefs. So a couple of people used the Vikings, I think, who had the Bucks and Chiefs available and got eliminated this week. You yeah. know, like that's that's. But there's still people. I realize, wow, there's a bunch of people. I thought all the people who had the Chiefs and Bucks available were going to use them this week, and they didn't. So more people use the Eagles for that reason. Yeah, it's just there was no other carnage. There was no like I was looking yeah. at like the other picks, and everybody else got by. Yeah, you know, the, that's it. The, the uh, Chiefs got by. Uh, Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, that was that wasn't even really. I mean. It was close because the Dolphins' offense was just kind of lukewarm, but it wasn't really in doubt either. The Mike Glennon Giants are, you know, there with the Jaguars and Texans and Jets. I mean, the the, the regular Giants are more like, you know, um, another, you know, the Falcons and and that level of team. Um, but the Glennon Giants are like the Jets or worse. And mm-hmm. so – you know, I, I really don't like that. I don't really care because they'll get a high pick, but I really don't like that for like survivor because I don't want to use teams against the giants. I, I don't want to get knocked out by the, the giants. Um, uh, but you know, we may have to use them and go against them again. We did it once with the chiefs, um, when we had to, but the Glennon giants, it's just, it's de- I mean, I, I suppose Barkley could go off if they ever gave him carries, but they're not blocking anybody. And, um, and the, and the offense is just terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, they're, they're a bottom three offense right now. Uh, maybe bottom one, you know, with, with yeah. Glenn. Yeah, they might be, they might be as, uh, you're right. I, I do have to force myself to rewatch that game. Cause the Bengals were going on at that time. And anytime the Bengals weren't playing, I was, I was pretty much watching the team of destiny. And then I was watching, you know, like everyone team of else primary opponent, Minnesota. Yeah. Those are the three games I focused on the most. Yeah. Uh, so the Giants were just kind of off to the side. I, mean, I have the grid channel on and all that. But uh, going back to the Eagles, though, by the way. So they're on bye this week. Is there a debate over who the quarterback should be coming out of the bye? Or is it definitely Jalen well, Hurts? I think Hurts has a high ankle sprain. So he may be out two, three weeks, four weeks, right? And his game is running. He's not, you know, a statue there. So I think he just may be hurt. And then if Minshew plays like this a couple more times, then there will be a debate. Because Hurts isn't that good. Hertz is a good fantasy quarterback. He's not a good, mm-hmm. he's an okay real life quarterback. And I think Minshew is good. I mean, look, look at, I know it's, it's urban Meyer. It's a different regime there this year, but Jacksonville was a disaster the last few years. And Minshew was credible as a quarterback in a terrible environment. And so what if he's actually really good? I mean, you know, he's, he's probably at least like Taylor Heineke. Like he's at least like one of those guys that you get for, I can't believe the, the Jaguars traded him for a sixth round pick. That was just ridiculous. But yeah, um, but like he may be like actually good. And then what if he's better than that? You know, I mean, like how would Gardner Minshew do if he were on the Patriots? Would he be Mac Jones? Maybe, you know, I mean, so this guy's in his third year. I I don't know. It's just it's insane that the Eagles just got this guy for free. Basically, the uh, Philly talk radio is going to have two weeks to chew this over. It's going to be it's going to be awesome to watch from afar. I think if you're an Eagles fan, you're probably like, ah, got to deal with this now. Because it's not fun having a quarterback controversy. But I, I agree. Like, P&O was like, he thinks he's – P&O said, I can't – you know, Gardner Minshew is a top 32 quarterback. I, I'd yeah, agree with that take. For sure. Uh, uh, um, he's already like Taylor Heineke, you know, in that, in that like, you know, 15 to, to 25 range somewhere now, I think. But the question is, we've only seen him in the worst organization in football. I mean – what if right. he's actually good? I mean, if Mac Jones got drafted by the Jaguars, we wouldn't know that Mac Jones was good. 
you know, and I, I, I just think like Gardner Minshew is better than Daniel Jones. Let's make it happen. He, he is better than Daniel Jones. I mean, he yeah. is. I mean, Daniel Jones is in a horrendous situation too, but I think Gardner Minshew is better than Daniel Jones. He's just got better. He's got better feel. Daniel Jones is a better athlete. He just doesn't have the touch. He doesn't have the feel. And Minshew has a bit of a feel for playing quarterback. So, um, yeah. I mean, again, like quarterback doesn't matter unless you have like one of the seven guys. Like if you have Minshew or Mayfield or Kirk Cousins, maybe a little better than those guys, maybe. Um, but like, you know, unless you have Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes, and Mahomes has been shaky this year, but, you know, Rodgers or, you know, um, non you know non suspended Deshaun Watson or a couple of players um you know just get a guy who can play who has feel yeah yeah I I think so um and I think there's a lot of teams like the Giants I mean Houston I wouldn't want to put them into that morass of lack of talent in Houston same with Jacksonville right now I mean I you know I think you wrote about this like Trevor Lawrence is getting no help at all but he's also not showing anything either. You got to show something. You got to make yeah. it. I mean, if you would put like Patrick Mahomes in this Jacksonville scenario, he would look bad, but, but he would also like escape making a sick throw to some guy wide open who would once in a while make a catch and make a play. I mean, there's nothing that Lawrence is doing that, that looks like that, you know, right. there, there would be, you know, it's just, there's nothing he's adding. He's not bringing any, he's not making good throws, good reads, good. He's a little bit mobile. Sometimes he scrambles okay. There's nothing wrong with his arm strength, but there's there's nothing plus that he's bringing to the table. And I get it. Like there's real life NFL defenses coming at you and you're getting no help from your system. But man, you'd think like individually he would make a play now and then. Yeah, you, you would think so. I mean, the Jaguars, they have everybody fumble. James Robinson fumbles, gets benched for a while. Carlos Hyde fumbles. You know, they had LaVisca in the backfield for a little bit. But this is This is just a dumpster fire situation here. You know, it's, I, I, I've got Robinson some places and I don't even want to start him anymore. It's bad. It's, it's the whole, you know, it's like I have Barkley and Barkley's catching some passes, which is giving him a little value, but it's like when your player is connected to a terrible offense, um, it's just very hard for him to do anything, even if he's a good player. And it's worse in the case of Jacksonville because the coach is like, benching him and switching to Carlos Hyde. I mean, Booker yeah. comes in now for the Giants, but it's not like punitive. They're just like easing Saquon back from his ankle injury. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we'll talk a little Bengals here in a second. And then uh, the atrocity that was the Niners Seahawks game, but uh, and, 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 and an interesting atrocity. But first quick note from Yahoo. The NFL season is heating up and Yahoo is going big on daily fantasy football this season. There will be a ton of big prize contests, Throughout the year on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contests now being shark-free. To celebrate Yahoo going big on DFS as well as Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming shark-free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim free $10 in site credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 site credit offer to join any paid contest, including Yahoo's biggest contest, the weekly $1 million DFS NFL Baller Contest. The weekly $1 million contest features $1 million in total prizes, including first place, receiving $100,000 and tons of overland prizes. Play Daily Fantasy Football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash dailyfantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. All right. Uh, 
okay, my Bengals, they were super frustrating. Uh, they had one of those first quarters, for, you know, first 20 minutes of the game. Is it almost like the Cleveland game where everything went wrong? You know, they, even when things, you know, they so many things could have gone right, but they just didn't. You know, the, the Jamar Chase play was just emblematic of the entire day. Should have been a touchdown, instead became an interception. Uh, that that I forgot that it was picked up. I, I wrote like, oh, Jamar Chase has disappeared and he dropped a would-be long pass. I forgot that he didn't just drop it. He dropped it into the defender's hands. It like got tipped into the defender's hands. Yeah, and it, it was that was that that was the day in a nutshell, right there. Uh, you know, you know, the thing is, Justin Herbert was awesome. You know, he he cut, hit some deep balls, but there was a stretch there where the Bengals were taking it to them. Uh, they, they, they had the momentum. Yeah. They, they couldn't convert those two point conversions. Well, so the first, after the first touchdown, first T Higgins makes an amazing high point catch and he's, he's playing like a number one receiver right now. They, they decide they hem and haul. Okay. We're going to go for two, but we're running out of time. Let's call a timeout. Fine. Fine. They come back and have a delay a game penalty, which is just absurd. And then they go, okay, well, I guess we'll now we'll kick the extra point and they missed it. I mean, and they were chasing the rest of the way because they got it to 24-16, uh, score the touchdown to make a 24-22. They go for two from the one-yard line because the Chargers committed a penalty. So they got it half the distance, and they couldn't get that one yard. Got stuffed. Mixon got stuffed. I mean, that and that was just kind of like, okay. But then, fine, they got another They got another stop. And then Mixon had – they get to the, – they're in like the, the Chargers 45, and then Mixon had that untouched fumble. That was complete – yet – that was just sucked the air out of the building. Completely devastated that game. You went from having all the momentum, about to go ahead. Oh, no, it's a defensive touchdown. Now we're behind nine. And now, like, they're, 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 the Chargers are pinning their ears back. They're, you know, Burrow is getting kind smacked crushing around. Burrow, Burrow, man, he's, he's not going to make it, man. They are just – he gets crushed. I think he's going to make it through the game. You saw, like, the, that sequence right before halftime. I don't his know if he did or was not. Like, yeah, his hand looked swollen. He couldn't even something. throw the ball. Yeah. I mean, he couldn't even grip it. You could see him on the sideline. He was grimacing. He might, be, he, he might swell up this week, and he may not be able to play. Like, wouldn't be surprising. But, like, the, the, he was getting drilled. I just was switching back now and then to the game, and he was getting drilled. And I'm like, it's just you can't have your number one quarterback. It's okay if you take a sack now and then. Brady usually takes a sack or kind of crumbles down when the, guy, when the rush is coming. Yeah. Burrow gets drilled. I mean, yes. it's just like, it is not, you cannot take that many of those kind of hits at the NFL level. So I, I'd be a little worried if I were a Bengals fan. And yet they have the game. I don't know. It's just, I'm always wrong about the Chargers and Bengals. I always pick the wrong. I had the Raiders against the Bengals. I just got it all wrong. I never know when they're going to show up. They're so like all or nothing. The Chargers and Bengals are that Spider-Man gif. You know, every week you're like, hey, that's you. You know, you don't know what which version of them is going to show up. They're learning how to be a good, you know, it's not just having the talent. It's learning how to like every to, to bring it every week to get by when you don't have your best and you have your A game. And you got two young coaches and Taylor and, and you know and Staley. And I think just the how to motivate these guys and how to plan right. game plan these guys. I mean, I think that's a real thing still, even at the professional level. It doesn't sound like it should be, but the NFL is such a freaking grind. You add another week this year. Um, it's tough. I mean, I, I think it was Tyler Boyd that straight up and said, you know, we overlooked the Jets earlier this year. We all said we didn't, but we we did overlook them. And I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, it, it, you feel you get high on your own supply. You feel you feel pretty good about yourself, and then you get smacked in the mouth again. And that's kind of where the Bengals are at. And the, they had some devastating injuries. Their right tackle was missing this game to begin with, and that was a big deal. 
they lost their best linebacker in Logan Wilson. Uh, you know, for a while, Boyd was out. For a while, you know, Burrow looked like he was going to – I, I tweeted that he wasn't going to make it through the game. The way that sequence was right before halftime, they, they didn't even run a play with like eight seconds left around midfield because it was going to – or like six seconds because it was going to require a Hail Mary. Right. And he couldn't throw – he just – he couldn't even – he was having a hard time making short throws. Right. And I, I think that it was pretty much one of those like, okay, a Hail Mary is not worth it if it's going to break my hand even farther. So we'll see what happens this week. We could be in – it could be a little trouble here. Yeah, the Bengals, it's – I don't – yeah, I don't see them having real legs. And they may make the playoffs. They may not. Uh, they probably – I think the Dolphins will start pushing at the bottom of that pile. They're still six and seven, but Bengals mm-hmm. are seven and five. But who knows, right? I mean, the Steelers are now six, five, and one. And they Somehow they're like the corpse that will never die. Um, right. But – yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's they can't let their number one overall pick from last year, a franchise guy who's already torn an ACL, get drilled like that. It's just not acceptable. I mean, that it's malpractice, really. I mean, you, you should just get an extra lineman, extra fullback, extra tight end, and get more conservative if you have to, because the short term gain is not worth it. Yeah, so we're gonna see what happens this week. <coughs> Hopefully, they bounce back, but because I don't think they're done. I don't think you know. I'm not like, oh, this team's terrible. They're they're good. They're just not great. Um, and that's that's the entire AFC, by the way. You know, maybe the Pats aren't that way. I think the Pats are pretty good. I think the Chiefs are good because even with Mahomes not really playing that well, um, they're still good enough. And then they, you know, they have that ceiling if they can crack the code on offense. And then uh, and then I would say that the Bills have some upside with the def- you know both sides of the ball. They're pretty good. They just need to run the ball in in, in Buffalo and. December and January, but I think there's three teams and, and then Tennessee is the wild card. I think Tennessee, if they can get AJ Brown back um, is, is always a little dangerous, but I don't, the Ravens I think are soft. I just, there's just no way. And then um, those other teams like the Bengals, Browns, Steelers, Raiders, Broncos, Chargers. I don't see, I don't see the Chargers as a serious contender either. I don't either. Um, I, I, I don't see them stringing together three or four games. That's the thing. I see them potentially knocking somebody off in the first round of the playoffs and then going down the next week. I can see that happening, but you know, we'll see, you know, it's just hard to see them stringing it together. And that's, that's the thing, the, the extra thing about the playoffs there too. Uh, but I mean, and they lost Bosa early in that game. They, you know, Bosa has had a history of concussions, got, went to go checked for a concussion, actually got cleared. But Staley said, I'm making the long-term decision here, and we're not going to play him the rest of this game. And they were able to get by without him. I know that was uh, that was pretty wild to see that. But and they, they were still able to get a great uh, pass rush on them a little bit there. But uh, anyways, uh, all right, let's, let's talk uh, Niners-Seahawks real quick. But before that, our note from our friends at Thrive. Thrive is back for another season of fantasy football, and they're running huge guaranteed contests each week this NFL season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. Here's how you claim your free Rotowire subscription. One, visit rotowire.com slash thrive. Two, deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Three, play in your first paid contest and receive a free six-month Rotowire subscription. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Big thanks to Thrive. Big thanks to the Blue Wire Network for... Uh, hosting our podcast all season long. And there's ads that you hear uh, work courtesy of the Blue Wire Network. Uh, the Niners were, every time I looked, the Niners were moving the ball. Seattle had like third and a million, second and a million. Uh, but somehow the Seattle is like, that was one of those, how the hell did Seattle win this game sort of games? Uh, because the Seahawks didn't look good. Gerald Everett was a giveaway machine. Uh, you saw that play at the goal line. That horrible. Was he, that was horrible. comically bad. Terrible. But it set them up for the safety, uh, which is crazy. Uh, they they had a couple of drives they strung together, but they had the the, the fake punt. Uh, they had the fumble off the kickoff too, for that matter. Special teams was a disaster for the uh, the Niners, and of course they lost uh, Cannon on the very first play of the game on that first kickoff. That might have set the tone for a lot of things for the day. Uh, you know, you lose a teammate like that. A key special teamer, teams player, maybe that had a lot to do with some of the, the the snafus later on. I don't know, but it was pretty bad. Um, the Niners, they were moving. You know, Mitchell wasn't finding it easy, but he's still. I think he's a solid number one back. Kittle looked amazing, but 
Garoppolo gave away that game with two interceptions uh, and the picks. special teams. There's for no terrible. reason. I think they're on like first down. I mean, it's one thing if it's third and 12 and you throw a 30 yard pick that a guy catches and gets tackled. It's okay. It's like a short punt. Mm-hmm. But if it's first or second down and like six or something like that, like, and you throw a pick, it's just devastating. I mean, it really makes a huge difference. And they were just like right center field pick that little, like just throw it over your guy's head, right to the safety, just standing there. They didn't have to make a good play on it. Um, yeah, it was, it was, and, and why can't the Niners ever get more than one star target involved? It's either always all Debo or all Ayuk or all Kittle. Why can't two guys have a good game at the same time? Like you can't have two guys with 80 yards. It's got to be all or nothing with one of them. It just right. makes no sense. And then um, that second Kittle play was crazy though. That was a 15 yard play that turned into a 60 yard play because well, he's, a, he's a monster. He, he's a freak. Yeah. He is so, so crazy. Uh, how, how he's able to maintain his balance on the sideline but there but they don't with speed. Him. They don't, you know, make it a point to get him the ball, you know, and they just, there's something a little weird about how they just, they have such good options. I mean, a good offense would be like running it effectively, throwing to Kittle, throwing to Ayuk, throwing to Debo. You know, the, the defense doesn't know where, who's getting the ball next, but they just go to one guy. It's just very strange. And then uh, Elijah Mitchell looked pretty good, but he, he left the game with a head injury and I'm like, Oh man, I, I got him in every league. This is the worst timing comes right back in the game. So that was good. He's yeah. be for next game. Uh, but Seattle, somebody wrote, somebody tweets about this. I can't remember who it is. I should give them credit, but that every Seattle game is a weird game. Every single yes. Seattle game. Yes, like, it is. I don't know who it is. that keeps saying that, but every Seattle game is like a unique game that you've never seen before. And this one featured the Pete Carroll, 56-yard field goal attempt with the mediocre kicker. Oh. Short and wide. Not yeah, even close. we both tweeted about that. That was hilarious. It's just like it's just so Pete Carroll to be like, yeah, let's just do this, you know. And then and then okay. My so guy's Justin Tucker. There's like no, four there's only one left. Justin Tucker. Yeah. But so there's like four or five minutes left, and the uh Seahawks are up seven, and they're like at the five or eight yard line or something, and it's fourth and two. And I'm Mr. Go for it usually too. And I'm like, just kick the field goal, go up 10 here because that's two scores. There's less than five minutes left in the game. I think it's a good time to kick the field goal, but no, they go for it and they make it. So even better, they grind out more time. Okay. Now, um, all you got to do is, you know, kick a field goal or whatever. and It's over. They fumble. And then the Niners get the ball. Now the Niners never scored anyway, but I mean, dude, you, you had up two scores with less than five minutes left. If you kick a field goal, you do the crazy thing and you're like, okay, let's just win it. Okay, great job. And then instead of getting any points, you fumble and give them the ball down seven. It's just, it's just such a Seahawks game for that game not to have been over. And right. And and it was, you know, Russell Wilson still looks terrible. He's still not really making the throws. No. Um, he missed yeah. a wide open Metcalf one time. Meanwhile, he makes the pretty throw to everybody else. Ugh, as a Metcalf guy, I was tilting big I, time in this game. I make it. Just Wilson's just not smooth right now. He's just not, you know, the, the reason, you know, they won the game. Remember, they got that like uh, fake punt touchdown from uh, Travis Homer. He, they, they faked it and he just ran the yep. whole way from the touchdown. It was like easy. So, like, they didn't play that well either on offense. Um, right. So, it was just a very uh, random game. You know, the Gerald Everett thing, as you said, like, just the whole thing is so, the Seahawks is like random. There's always like a fake punt touchdown in the Seahawks game. It's like so bizarre what they do. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah, Pete Carroll's got. Is Pete Carroll done at the end of the year? Uh probably. I don't know if he doesn't want to be. I don't think they'll fire him. I don't think. Mm. Yeah, I. I don't know. I think they. They made the playoffs last year, didn't they? I know. I know. And 
So yeah, one I, year where Russ misses like six games and you fire him for that after 10 years of making playoffs every year? I don't think Yeah, so. probably not. Probably not. But man, they look terrible. They look terrible. Even when they win, they look terrible. Uh, it, was, it was wild it was to see that. Ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, trying to think what else... Uh, you know what else uh takeaways from week 13 uh there's a couple other games that you know were smaller of scale but uh you know obviously the rams squashed the jags not much to talk about with that game no um cooper cup on an all-time pace still yeah. uh you know so that's that's big and uh and then you've got um what else happened oh jonathan taylor got 32 carries yeah, we haven't oh, talked about that game. Sorry, Ted day. Bell, with our with our carries bet. He's gonna go way over 240 or 250, whatever we bet. Um, it's just that they don't give the ball to the scrubs anymore when the game's in doubt. Jonathan Taylor is just but that game was doubt. never in doubt, by the way. He no, it wasn't. showed no signs no, of life. They had nothing. They had nothing. Yeah. I mean, they benched Taylor in this game, which they probably should have done. Um, and you know, you should probably find out. I mean, I feel bad for Tyrod Taylor because he he's but he, I mean, he is who he is. I mean, he, he hasn't shown much lately anyhow, but you know, he, he's always the caretaker guy. He's never, they, they, he never really got that. And maybe in Buffalo, he got a little bit of a chance. He was but good he was that always, year. He just throw the deep ball to uh second year, Sammy Watkins, who had a big year. That was actually a good, that was actually a good combo. Taylor to Watkins. Uh, Taylor's always been pretty good. I mean, yeah, if he had like come in with the Patriots, maybe we had a better career or good, you know, you know, the chiefs or something, but He's also not good enough that you're like, oh, what a tragedy. He could have been one of the greats. I don't think he would have been great. I think he could have been, I think he could have been good. You know, he, he's okay. He's not a bad quarterback. He's, he's a good backup to have, I would say. Yeah. I think one of the common themes is a lot of teams are just off a little bit, whether it's Lamar and the Ravens or Russell Wilson. They're just off. Even Mahomes, yeah. just right. off a little right. bit. The good players are not good. Josh Allen is off. I mean, they're all really the only, Aaron Rodgers looks good. Brady isn't, you know, peak Brady right now, but he's himself. He'll get four touchdown passes and make the right reads. Like Brady's Brady's not off for what he has left. Rodgers yeah. is not off. Um, but all the other superstar now, Kyler Murray, this is a I think here's here's one thing I'll say. I always underestimate the Cardinals. I always think they're gonna come to earth and they never do. And Murray scored two rushing touchdowns, I think, mm-hmm. and had a lot of rushing yards and, and 10 rushes or something. If Murray is using his legs again, A, he's over the injury, that means, right? And B, right. He's, he's QB1. When Murray uses his legs, he's QB1. When he starts not running for touchdowns, he's just, just a guy uh, in fantasy. Right. But right. he's QB1 right now. Like I would, that's, my, that's my QB1. Yeah. You know, the Bears could have been in this game, but Dalton was throwing, you know, turning the ball over like it was going out of style there. Uh, he, you know. he did what he had to do for the team of destiny on Thanksgiving, and, and you can't ask more of him, Jeff. He there gave everything he had. He and and Matt Nagy, you know, for Matt Nagy's legacy, they gave everything they had to the team of destiny, and there's nothing left. Yeah, of course. And that that's we thank them for their service. Yeah, exactly. uh, their watches ended, however, much like this podcast, which is about to end here. Uh, looking forward to East Coast offense. Looking forward to doing Raw Motion Monday on Sirius XM here in about 30 sure, minutes. Great calls. Yeah. Yeah. And, the and, calls and will be People get mad at always. me for being people get mad at me for uh, not being very nice to some of these callers, but I, I told, I said this on Twitter. I said, you have a choice. You can either be nice to the listeners or the callers. And I choose the listeners. So just keep that in mind. All right. I, I, I will keep that in mind and the listeners should too. Not you. All I'm right. saying uh, those who would, those who would uh, scold me for not being so nice to the callers. 
Right. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks to WinBet for their sponsorship. We got Joe and uh, Jake uh, tomorrow talking about uh, free agents, uh, you know, waiver wire Tuesdays. So make sure to tune in for that. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.